Okay, ladies, today's guest is Candace Hickman, and she is a personal branding coach. She's on a mission to help you overcome your fear, activate your magic, and get paid to be you. And this episode is definitely for those who have their own business, but it's also for those who don't. Because when we're talking about activating your magic and really getting over your fears, I mean, that's all of us, and we can all benefit from that. So I want to tell you a little bit about Candice. She is a personal branding coach, like I said. She also is the host of the Becoming Known podcast, which I got to be on, and it was so fun. She has amazing energy. She is so cool. Seriously, you're going to love her. Early on in her career, Candice was a TV host for WJYS Urban Access TV in Chicago. She covered music concert, fashion shows, and did celebrity interviews. In 2017, Candace relocated to Miami, where she launched her coaching business, teaching entrepreneurs how to build their standout personal brand. Her work has been featured in things like Time Out Miami Magazine, Voyage MIA Magazine, and the popular Chicago-based video magazine, Glossed and Found. So I'm so excited for you to learn from her today. I know I learned a ton, so let's get to it. I am so excited for today's guest. You are going to love her. Oh, she is so vibrant and incredibly intelligent and just an amazing guru at what she does. I'm just so excited. So Candice, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. High energy as always. (laughs) I get so excited when I get to talk to people like you because seeing women step into who they are and their confidence and to live that out and also to help others to do that. It just inspires the crap out of me. Like I just, I love it. So it gets me all excited. Oh, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So, okay. So for those of you that are listening, you already heard Candice's amazing intro. She is seriously a rock star personal branding coach. And Candice, I'm really curious, how did you get into this field? Like, obviously you didn't wake up one day and you're like, I want to be a personal branding coach, or maybe you did, but what has that process looked like for you? It's funny that you say that because, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately, like how do people actually get into personal branding? I guess you would have to go through a marketing degree or something. I don't even think there's a degree out there for (laughs) personal branding, but it's been an interesting process for me. I think of realizing that I had a personal brand and then Hmm. going, huh, I have a personal brand. It doesn't matter where I go or what I do or what I'm speaking about. People seem to be more connected to me than even more so than what's coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there was this realization that I had a personal brand and then really trying to define what it meant to have that brand. Um, but the process for me of getting into the personal branding world is I actually, uh, moved to the United States from Australia back in 2011. And when I moved, I was an occupational therapist and my credentials didn't transfer. And so when I moved to the United States, I could no longer work as an occupational therapist. In fact, I couldn't even get a job as an occupational therapy assistant. And I spent like all these years really trying to find my way because it didn't make any sense for me at the time to go back to university. I had no idea what I would study if I did go back. I Mm -hmm. certainly wasn't interested in redoing an occupational therapy degree. And so 
I did a bunch of things, you know, all I knew at that point was that I wanted to be in the spotlight. And so I would go out and I started in real estate and I would do, you know, just little day jobs, sales associate jobs to try and get some money. But then I would go out and I would flit around town and I would network and meet people. And I remember sitting on my couch one day, it was freezing cold. It was in Chicago. And I said, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And I was watching reruns by how do I um, call of uh, How Do I Look by Jeannie Myers. <laughs> do you know that show? No, I haven't heard of it before. Uh, it was on the Style Network uh, for like okay. 12 seasons. Wow. And, G- and Jeannie Myers, was, I think it was like a big break into the world of television. And she was this woman who basically would meet these people that had this insane fashion sense and they were like, you know, just wearing and dressing outrageously and she would do these makeovers and help them to redefine their style give them a haircut and everything and I remember at the time being like well that's a really cool job I'd love to do that Mm -hmm. I'd love to I'd love to be able to give people makeovers on tv like it's is that a job (laughs) and so I set out to actually become that I went and I got my image style uh, certification, my image consulting certification. I met up with a news anchor in Chicago who connected me with the production team. I became a TV host, you know, and I and I just kind of started working towards that. Um, wow. And just, yeah, like in that process from that time to hosting video magazines to deciding to start a blog to working in all these different areas, I started to see the power of me just being me. You know, when I first got into coaching, I was in relationship coaching and I actually watched as I started to transition to branding that people were still following me. People were still connected to the work that I was doing and people that were interested in me that but that hadn't hired me when I was a relationship coach, they suddenly came out of the works when I, when I got into branding. Um, and it kind of, yeah, just like re emphasize the importance of really developing who you are and how you want to present yourself to the world. Wow. Oh my gosh. So it it was for you. It was kind of that sit up and just like make a decision moment. That's incredible. Mm. Yes. It, yeah, I know it's heck, It's a pretty long story, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, and it happened over the span of uh, several years. Um, but it was certainly like a it was, it was like a, who do I want to be in this world? What do I want to create in this world? My, 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 I, I had experienced kind of this linear journey leading up to me becoming an occupational therapist. You know, I went to school and then, and then college. And then I got a job within two months of graduating from college as an occupational mm-hmm. therapist. And I probably would have been in that my whole life, but coming to the United States, it completely shook me up and I was forced into a position where I had to reinvent myself. And when you've literally have wiped the slate clean, it's like you realize that you can create anything that you want to create. And that's, that's how personal branding came about for me. Oh, I love that. Yes. You create your own reality. Like you can literally be what you want to be and you can do what you want to do. It's like, we often get stuck in those mindset patterns of like, oh, well, I need more education or I need to do this first, or I need to work on myself first. And it's like, no, just literally showing up. And like you said, like you had people that were drawn to you because you were showing up 
And I think that's the biggest part of it. It's like, whether you have a business or not, like just how you're representing yourself, which lends perfectly into personal branding. So when we talk about personal branding, what, how would you define that? Uh, Your personal brand is people's first impression of you. It's how you want to present yourself through the world and how you want to make people feel when they come into contact with you. Hmm. So, and that is, can be quite broad because a personal brand can apply to people in corporate America. It can apply to people in the world of entrepreneurship and talent. You know, it's, it's, who are you? What is your story? How do you express yourself through your style, through your message, through uh, the story that you actually have? You know, yeah. and, and it's such an important part, really, of of who we are and our likelihood to get promotions and our likelihood to connect with with listeners and customers. It's 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 developing all of those things and controlling the narrative around who you are, so that you can show up with confidence and consistency. Oh my gosh, I love that you you just simply simplified the whole concept, and I love that. So one of the ways that you help people do this is by helping people kind of make themselves over from the inside out. Like tell us to, I just love this idea. So tell us everything about Mm. how, how you do this with people and what the process looks like. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I truly believe that in order to create a brand that connects with people and that is an expression of who you really are. You have to understand who you really are at your core, Mm. what it is that you stand for, um, what it is that you believe, you know, what type of impact that you actually want to make on the world. Um, You have to have incredible clarity around who you are. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really important at a foundational level to take the time to really cultivate um, your self-awareness and also the care that you have for yourself. And so when I, you know, start working with people, one of the important things for us to do is really develop that confidence and, you know, all the ways that we develop that, I'm sure you know here on the um, Captivatingly Confident podcast is really prioritising pleasure and getting really clear on what your preferences are. Mm -hmm. Um, the ability to be able to identify your preferences when it comes to whether or not you want to sit at the table at lunch or the bar, you know, or, you know, what colours you you find more compelling is so important. So understanding and cultivating and, and developing really clear preferences is one of the first things we do. The next thing we do is really identify what is your personal aesthetic. So what are you naturally attracted to? What appeals to you? And you can do that process through really like vision boarding and and, and mapping out, you know, what is texture, like in terms of textures, what is appealing to you in terms of colours, what is appealing to you? You know, what is the vibe, the energy of how you want to present, how you want to show up, how you want to make people feel? Um, then we talk about storytelling, you know, and this this is valid for all different areas but not only what is 
your personal story, but what is the story of the person that you're trying to connect to? Whether you're an entrepreneur who's trying to make sales or the talent, you know, the TV host trying to connect with audiences on the other side of the screen or the actress trying to connect with a panel of casting directors or you're in corporate America trying to connect with a boss for a promotion. Like what is the audience? What is their story? How do you connect to them? How do the worlds collide? And so there's a lot more in it, but they're just some of the three things that I think are really important is really cultivating that, defining who you are at your core, understanding and accepting your personal style and how you actually want to show up visually in the world, and then really be able to define that story of who you are and who the person you want to exist with, uh, what their story is. Yeah, absolutely. So for, for people that really haven't explored this concept of, you know, their preferences and their aesthetic and, you know, what, what their look says about them and how that communicates, like, where could you even start with that? Mm. You know, I, okay. So here's, here's an example and I kind of alluded to it before, but I actually had a client come into town uh, a couple of months ago. I was actually doing a beta test for a VIP day that I was looking to launch. And, um, she came into town and we decided to go out. We, we had to get uh, clothing for her for a photo shoot. And we went out and we had to stop for lunch. And when we walked into the restaurant, I said to her, where do you want to sit? She said, I don't, I don't care, like wherever you want to sit. I said, no, 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 you tell me, where do you want to sit? Where would make you feel sexier or confident? You know, just as simple as that type of decision. Mm. Where would you feel sexier? Where would you feel confident, more confident sitting right now? And she said, you know what, if we, if we sat at the bar, I think I would feel sexier. Wow. And so she made that choice. And that choice alone, it started to get her think, thinking. So the next time somebody asks you, uh, what do we want to eat for dinner? Uh, what do you want for dessert? Getting really well practiced at just defining and um, at choosing your preference, at, at identifying and really sinking into what you really want. Because the practice of making choices and the practice of really paying attention to what you prefer, what is more appealing to you, is more beneficial than you'll realize it goes beyond personal branding and go and literally can infiltrate so many different areas of our lives. Wow. When I think about preferences, that's, that's a starting point for me is just to really start getting clear at using your voice and being, becoming aware of what is appealing to you. Another thing is just to, you know, you've probably heard of vision boarding or being on Pinterest and just pinning images and colors and fonts and quotes mm-hmm. and outfits that are visually appealing to you is a really great way to just bring everything together, and get inspiration. Yeah, definitely. I love that idea of vision boards. I feel like that is such a good way to really, yeah, like be able to look through things and decide not only what you do like, but what you don't like. Because, you know, it's like we do have preferences, but I think a lot of times we we really try, you know, to put other people first. And sometimes it can be really easy, especially for moms, to almost disassociate with your own preferences because you're trying to put other people's needs first. Like as soon as you talk about like walking into a restaurant and picking where to sit, my mind goes to, well, 
obviously whoever else I'm with should pick. And do you have any like words of wisdom for people like that? (laughs) I I think that if somebody, I think if somebody asks you what your preferences are, it is like a wide open opportunity for you Mm. to tell them. I think that we should never, um, when, when asked or requested to give our opinion, I think it's a dishonour and a disservice to ourselves to say that our opinion isn't worth speaking up for or that our preferences are not worth speaking up for. You know? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Can you, I just want you to, like, can we just spend the rest of the time with you just saying that over and over and over again until it sinks in? That's so important because it, it is a disservice and you know, it's, it's, we, we do it from a place of trying to, you know, serve other people, but really it's not, it's not serving you or the person that has requested to know what your particular preference is. And Mm. I just, oh, you said it so eloquently. I love that. Well, and frankly, like, think about it, Kim, frankly, it's a little bit annoying. Like you think that too. You, you think that you walk into a restaurant and you're with somebody and you ask that person, where do you want to sit? And they can't give you an answer. One, it's like, geez, just give a response. The other thing is it makes the person look weak and it surely makes you feel mm. weak. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk about confidence. It's like having the confidence to just having the confidence to voice your preferences. It's not only changes the way that you feel, but it changes people's perception of who you are. Yes. Yes. And that's where branding collides. Right. And isn't that what confidence is? It's that self-assuredness that comes from knowing who you are, what you like, and what makes you unique and special. And stepping into that and putting that on every single day and choosing to feel confident, choosing to voice your preferences, choosing to present yourself in such a way that you know what you like, what you're about, who you are, and what makes you special and sparkly. Like, and that's just as you just said, that's exactly what branding does. So I just, I love that idea so much. So say somebody wanted to work on their personal branding. Is that something that you do one-on-one in a group setting? Like, what does that process look like with you? Yeah, so it depends how in, in depth. So yes, I do offer these types of services privately, um, typically over a three-month period. I work with people privately. And there's different facets in, of the personal branding experience that I will offer, you know, in a group setting or in just like a half-day immersion. Um, but the, the, you know, one of the, while who you are and, you know, while who you are is very important um, at at the core and for a lot of people we will work through that in a three-month program, what I find as well is that people that have a strong sense of who they are but come to me because they need to understand how to then connect with people for the purpose of having them purchase a a service or a product, Mm -hmm. um, that storytelling is the place to start in this case. And so, in fact, most of my smaller programs actually focus on storytelling. So if, if I'm in a group setting, I'll teach people, you know, a framework for identifying and understanding their key audience and then understanding the stories that are relevant from their personal life and then being able to bridge these to each other. Um, and then, and then 
on the first singular level, so the first private level that I actually work with people in immersions, it's not only the storytelling, but it's then how do you actually package up your expertise into an offer? Um, so yes, I do offer these types of services privately and as a group, but it's just I focus on different things if we're in the group or the immersion stage, but certainly at a three-month, we, we cover everything in its entirety. Oh, I love that. I love that it's like a length of time versus just a set number of like sessions. Like that's so great because that gives you so much more flexibility and being able to really tailor it to each specific person. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's really important for me that people experience a transformation throughout my programming. Mm. So we understand at an immersion level, at a half-day coaching level, um, you know, I understand that there are people that have the capacity to independently implement solutions. And so I know that in a half-day immersion, if they could just get clarity around their story and if they could just get clarity around what they're selling, that they'd be good to go. But then there's other people that you'll speak to and you understand that it really needs to be a holistic experience Mm -hmm. because they're still, like, fully defining who they are, what their style is how they want to show up, what their offer is, what their story needs to be, what relevant stories, and they need more guidance along the process. So it's really important to me, as I'm sure it is you with your programs, that people are really experiencing a transformation. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that, you know, I'm sure you do that I do as well is helping people overcome their fear. And I would love to hear you talk about fear and personal branding. Like what does that look like for you and for your clients that you work with? Oh, wow. That's such a big one. You know, know. um, (laughs) so I have a podcast as well, you know, you know, it's the Becoming Known podcast and the, the tagline of my podcast is overcome your fear, activate your magic and get paid to be you. And the, 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 the fact of the matter is many people are stuck in a place of fear around visibility, the fear around criticism, the fear around thinking that people are going to think they're arrogant if they put their name out there, the fear around, you know, what it looks like to actually invest in themselves in order to build a personal brand or to mm-hmm. define that. And so there are a lot of fears that get caught up. Um, And one of the things that I like to, this myth that I like to debunk is that that putting yourself out there, um, building a personal brand and and a business that's based around you is arrogant or that uh, bragging, you know, bragging, strictly bragging, you know, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily, may, may not necessarily the best way to go about things. But I believe that there is a type of bragging that allows you to get your name out there so that you can be of higher service to the people that need you. And I truly believe that there is a lot of fear around visibility. Mm -hmm. But the people that fear the spotlight, the people that fear visibility are the people that have forgotten that the work that we do is not about us. Yes. Right? And so you having this podcast, Kim, it it does help to brand you. But at the same time, there are people that are listening in. There are people that need the work that you have. And this podcast is of high service to the people that are listening in. And so for me, fear is, um, fear is this, I believe that fear actually comes up when we've forgotten that the work is just not about us. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Again, can you just like on repeat (laughs) for all the people listening? It's so good because it is, it's that fear of being seen and, and there's, I mean, there's so much in that itself, but yeah, thinking that it is about you. Like even when it comes to like public speaking or putting your voice out there, Mm. that fear that you will be arrogant or that people will discover some chink in your armor or that they're going to be judging you. But so much of that is just a projection of your own insecurity. I mean, everybody's cheering you on. Everyone wants you to succeed, but Mm. it's that, just that fear. Yeah. Just focusing on you instead of remembering that, no, it's, it's not about me. When I'm speaking to a group of people, it's not about my thoughts. It's not about my experience. It's about how are my, how is my audience receiving it? How are they having a transformative moment? What nuggets are they going to walk away with? How are they engaging? Like that's the focus. And when you do that shift, yeah, it, it is, it does. You level up and you do feel more confident because it's not about you. I love that you said that. It's so good. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's so so important to remember. Yes, it really is. So magic, this is an interesting word that you use in your catchphrase. And I would love just to kind of explore just for a few minutes, just like magic as far as branding goes, how does branding help you activate your magic? Mm. You know, I don't know that it's so much that branding helps you activate your magic so much as activating your magic allows you to brand yourself in alignment Love with it. who you are, right? Yeah. So for me, magic, it, it comes in many different forms. Mm. You know, magic is the same as flow, is the same as, um, you know, presence, yeah. It's the same as uh, your. It's the same as being in alignment with your gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, magic is a word for me that is closely aligned with spirit um, mm-hmm. or God. And so, when I talk about activating your magic, for me, it's about really becoming coming into alignment with your God source coming into alignment with the purest, happiest, most peaceful, most passionate, most excited, most high-performing part of who you are. And to me, that's what it means to unleash your magic. That's what magic means to me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Candice, you're killing me with these, like, gems. I just need to sit here and just, like, absorb it. I love that. Oh. I love the way that you talk about magic and I, I've seen it in the way that you do your personal branding and in all the ways that you interact on social media, like you are such an encouraging spirit and I just love your magnetism. Oh, you're amazing. So if you are looking for help with branding, with understanding your story, with learning how to show up and communicate your, your passions and your giftings then Candace is most certainly your woman to go to. She does incredible work. And again, she mentioned earlier that she hosts the Becoming Known podcast, which is so, so good. I've listened to so many episodes and I just love it. She has such energy and 
vibrancy and just such a high vibration. I just, oh, Candace, I just love you, girl. I do. Where, where else besides your podcast can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the best way is just to go to CandiceHickman.com. It's C-A-N-D-I-S Hickman.com. And then uh, probably the other two places you're most likely to find me is on Instagram. It's Candice Hickman or Becoming Known Podcast. Uh, Facebook, we have a, a group called the Becoming Known Podcast Insiders Group as well. If you're interested in coming over there and getting some more support around branding yourself, and overcoming your fear and activating your magic, that's where you can find us. And it is a great Facebook group. I'm in there. I love the content that you share in there. It's so valuable. And what you're doing just in this this work is so incredible. So Candice, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute honor and I hope that everybody that's listening has found it to be incredibly uh, useful for your, for your own personal journey.